This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good morning. It is time to get up with history rewritten. The greatest record of them all falls. Long live the king. LeBron alone at the top. So what does it mean for his place in the history of the game? You will hear what he thinks and you'll hear what we think too. And then we'll all try to figure out why not everyone seemed on board with what was going on last night. What the actual hack was all of this? We'll answer all the questions as we get up with you. Starting right now. Delighted that you're yeah. here. Here we go. I picked the right day to come back. Yes, we, we picked the right crew to talk about it. The football crew is here. They've got plenty to say about it. Timmy and Neek and Dean Wood. And Monica McNutt is up with us early. And Brian Windhorst was there to witness history last night in Los Angeles as LeBron James and the Lakers posted the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the second you saw the outfit, you knew this was going to be the night. He began 36 points shy of the legend. He had the number on the headphones. He was ready to go. Kareem was there along with other Laker legends. LeBron's sons were there. And the crowd screaming and willing him on every time he touched the ball. First quarter, LeBron, you know he's cooking when the threes are falling. Second quarter, LeBron, at this point, 25 points away from the record. Taking it strong to the hole. With the crowd buzzing with anticipation, the foul shot was good. He was 22 points away. Less than three minutes later, still 22 and counting. LeBron, the three, 20 points in the first half, 16 away from immortality. To the third quarter we go. LeBron continuing to close, 14 points away. Spotting up from three. Can you hear the crowd over my voice? LeBron 11 points away. They can smell history in the building. LeBron, another three. Eight points away in the third quarter. Just over two minutes to go. More from LeBron. Look at the crowd. They know they're here to see something that's never been seen before. James takes it to the hole. He's six points away from history. Kareem says tonight is going to be the night. Two minutes to go in the third. LeBron keeping it going. To the basket he goes. He's four points away. Next Laker possession. Another fast break. Give it to LeBron. He's one basket away from breaking the NBA's all-time scoring record. And here's how the moment sounded on Lakers radio. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams, backing him in. Turns, shoots, scores! There he is! All hail the new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another. The king, LeBron James! If you appreciate the history of sports, to see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar handing the ball, the torch, and the record to LeBron James, as good as it gets, the moment overwhelming. Here's some of what he said. I just want to say um, thank you to the Laker faithful. Um, You guys are one of a kind. to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. Um, please give a standing ovation to the, to the captain, please. 
Um, to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my, man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. And to the NBA, to Adam Silver, to the late, great David Stern, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. And um, I would never, ever in a million years uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you guys. <laughs> what a moment. What can you say? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar passed Will Chamberlain to set this record in 1984. At that moment, he passed him at 31,000 points. He added an additional 7,000 more, seemingly putting this out of reach. 14,000 days later, LeBron James has reached and overtaken that record in exactly 150 fewer games than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wound up playing. And we'll have this covered in so many ways this morning. Jalen Rose will join us. Jay Will will join us. Monica's here all morning. And, Wendy, I will start with you. You were there in the building last night, and I was reading your notes. You said the moment you saw all the faces that were in attendance, you knew this was going to be the night. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I would never tell anybody to bet on anything. But when I got there, and number one, when I saw LeBron pregame and I saw his eyes, and then when I saw the people arriving, Greeny, and I saw that so many people in LeBron's life had come in for this game, all kinds of people from Akron, all kinds of people that have been helpful his journey, some of the closest people he's had in his life, Um, in his business career, I said, he's doing it tonight. (laughs) I had a very good feeling he was going to go all out in this. And the environment in this building was a unique environment that I've experienced in my 20 years covering the NBA. Absolutely, the city of Los Angeles reached out and hugged LeBron really for the first time. He didn't get to celebrate a championship here. This was his moment. The crowd was absolutely into it from start to finish. When you looked around the entire front row, I've been to multiple All-Star games in this arena. This doesn't even compare. The entire front row was people with Grammys, people with Oscars, people with billions, people with NBA titles, and LeBron's friends and family. It was the entire (laughs) ring of the court, and everybody was into it. And from the first basket, and every time he touched the ball, the buzz in the building was palpable. And this is not a type of love that the L.A. crowd has shown LeBron before. It's a, it's a bit of an awkward relationship that they have because of so many factors. That wasn't the case. That all melted away. The irony was the awkwardness almost seemed like it came from his teammates. But, you know, it was a weird moment for everybody. It was actually an incredible night for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who got to be a part of it, talking to some of their players and coaches. They were just, like, witnessing it themselves. You know, th- the moment where Kareem came out there, I mean, it was truly – a unique event befitting of what happened on the court. Yes, in an unrelated story, Oklahoma City wound up winning the game, which seems uh, practically insignificant within the the framework of the conversation. And in case you were wondering, well, wait a minute, he did win a championship with Los Angeles. What Wendy means is they won that in the bubble, you will recall. So they didn't win it in L.A. They weren't able to have your traditional celebration and all that sort of thing. So this really was his L.A. moment. Uh, Monica, again, you're a basketball player. You're a basketball analyst. This is such a part of your life. How do you describe the meaning of what we see last night? You know, I was struck last night, Greeny, because 
it took, what did you say, 14,000 some odd days to get someone to break this record or whatever? Over 14,000 days later, right. yeah. And so this guy is still going is the thing that mm-hmm. I'm now sort of left with that has completely taken my breath away. And post-game, talking to the TNT crew, LeBron said he could easily see himself going on another couple years at least, and I'm sure that window is open in his mind. And so iconic, legendary, all of those words of high praise, but to me, I don't know that we can truly comprehend the sustained greatness that we've had the opportunity to see from LeBron James. I mean, this is 20 years in, and arguably, outside of maybe early Cleveland days, this is the most sort of trepidatious his path has kind of been in terms of being an actual contender in the, in the conversation of NBA titles. And so I just think we all need to sit back and marvel truly, truly and celebrate the consistency over such a sustained period of time. Yeah, I, and I feel a need to continue to throw into the conversation that just last week he broke a tie with Mark Jackson and Steve Nash and moved okay. into fourth place on the all-time assists list. So he's now first all-time in scoring, fourth all-time in assists. So, Wendy, more than certainly any other journalist I know, you've sort of been there for the whole ride. You were there basically at the beginning for LeBron, a young man who came into the league with, I've always said, impossible expectations and has somehow exceeded them. How would you describe that journey from where it began to where it led last night? Completely maximized. I mean, I think this is something LeBron really focused on early in his career He knew he had an incredible set of athletic gifts, and he really tried to maximize that by really working hard to become the best player he could and doing everything he could to elongate his career. You know, really about his third or fourth season, he decided he was going to start taking steps to think about playing for another 10, 12 years. And even now, when he celebrates, you know, when he focuses what he's doing in his workouts, instead of talking about 10 years, he talks about can I get myself to junior? What he means by that is his son. Can I get myself, can I keep myself in this league long enough that my son can join me? And, and I think that that was what a celebration of last night was. That the, the scoring is amazing, and he is now going to be introduced as all-time scoring leader and four-time champion. That is now the title that he holds. It is an iconic title. But that is an ancillary benefit of his ability to be great for 20 years. I can't underscore enough in 2003, at age 18, when games were played in the, eight, in the 80s and 90s, and he didn't have a jump shot, Greeny. He shot 30%, 3-0 on mid-range jump shots as a rookie. He still averaged 21 points. You don't do that unless you're a spectacular talent. And now, 20 years later, he's averaging 30, dominating guys who were being born when he was coming into the league. And it's that big, giant timeline, that yep. timeline is what his case is for, his, for the greatness of his career. Yeah, which we will dive into. You know, Stephen A. said to me the other night on Countdown, Monica, that the thing he appreciates the most about LeBron is that he has never once cheated the game. And, and, I, and I think that's a similar tone to what Wendy is saying here. Yeah, I would agree with that. The amount of commitment, you never question his commitment in terms of his body. Um, is he someone that maybe is would be described as an easy teammate. I think it depends on who you ask, but someone who demands greatness. Similarly to last week, the way you talk about a Tom Brady. He demands greatness. He demands excellence and commitment from his teammates. He's not a guy that you ever question in terms of his heart for the game or whether or not he's playing with the folks around him when it comes to the business of winning. And Greeny, we haven't even gotten into the conversation of all the things that he has done that are incredibly impactful off the court. I mean, LeBron James is truly spectacular. All right, we have all morning long to dive into so many different elements of this story. And I, I want to come over 
over here because, of course, this is something that extends well beyond the parameters of any one individual sport. And, D. Wood, I will start with you as the resident Lakers fan of my football crew and, and, and one who I, I know how much you appreciate the NBA. As, as, a, as a former professional athlete who did everything that you could do to be a, a great player, what is your perspective on what we saw last night? I, can all, I mean, I appreciate greatness, right? Like, like Wendy talked about, think about the expectations that were placed on LeBron like at a young age in high school. I mean, they were anointing him king in high school. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't even imagine like my, myself in his shoes having those type of expectations. And not only did he live up to them, he's exceeded that. Think about that. 20-year career, we're sitting here talking about LeBron James breaking a record. Quite honestly, I thought would never be broken with Kareem. There's two records I think like in my mind for the longest would never be broken. Emmitt Smith's rushing record yeah. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. And LeBron did that. Not only did he break the record, but this man at 38 years old is averaging 30 points a game. He's not falling off the proverbial cliff. He is still going strong. And to me, that just, again, it just speaks to the greatness of LeBron James. Had he picked football, he might have been able to break Emmett's record, too. <laughs> that man is yeah. a spe spectacular right. athlete. And I think... Um, all the things about what he's accomplished on the court is impressive, but we've heard so much about the challenges he had as a kid. To be able to have the career that he's had, all the things that are put on top of him, and to play the game the style of the way that he played it, because before LeBron James, we looked at Magic Johnson as kind of a great who passed the ball and um, built around his team, but everyone wanted to be Michael Jordan. And for LeBron to grow up in the situation he grew up in, with all the pressure we had on him, to have him have this inclusive game and also to never really have any like significant off-the-court issues. Like right. You see his beautiful family up there. He's married, he has three children. Everyone seems happy and healthy. And you go through the course of his career, and if anyone wants to talk about anything that he's done off the court, they point to the decision. The worst yeah. thing you can say about LeBron James is he he made a public decision, and I, I can't I can't imagine myself like you said putting yourself in those shoes with all the power and pressure and everything that's expected of him to have done this so well and so like gracefully through the course of his entire career yeah. is also commendable. Very well said. When you think about managing the expectations, sometimes guys like they at least have college to mature a little mm -hmm. bit yeah. and manage expectations. Right. I, I I just think. Like, I'm trying to, like, relate it to a football perspective. Like, who was somebody that came out and they were like, you know what, the expectations are crazy high? I mean, maybe Peyton Manning. Maybe. Yeah. But I just don't think that it's ever been put on somebody as, as a teenager, and then they had to jump right into right. it. And so I think from that perspective, you know, so many times we'll say, like, oh, hey, this is the next this guy. This is the next this guy. And it never is, right? It's somebody that's like, yeah, he was great. I mean, he yeah. was really good and that type of thing. But did he actually, to your point that you said it earlier, exceed the expectations or uh, be better than people even thought he would be? He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and we at ESPN were putting his high school games on television. Uh, that's where he began, and it all leads to last night. We have so much more on this as we continue all morning long. Again, LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record. So what exactly does that mean for this GOAT conversation? There's never, it seems, been a more appropriate morning to have that discussion than we did. And then, of course, uh, when he broke the record last night, everyone but one was standing and watching. So what did that mean last night? What the actual heck was that? We'll get to the bottom of it as we continue. You're watching Get Up on a record-breaking morning on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back on Get Up, Wake Up Call, all-time leading scorer. Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron, one-on-one against Kenrick Williams, backing him in. Turns, shoots, scores! So again, 150 fewer games than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in to get there. Of course, the three-point line plays a huge role in that. There weren't even three-point shots for the first 10 years of Kareem's career. But that's not what today is about. Today is about LeBron James standing alone as the league's all-time leading scorer. And so then that brings up the GOAT debate. LeBron himself addressed it with Shaq last night. Uh, you know, I'm gonna let everybody else, uh, you know, decide who that is, or just talk about it. But it's great, it's great barbershop call, uh, talk. You oh know, for no, me, I, yeah, I want to hear you say listen, it, big Bron, fella. Bron. Listen, big fella, I, I, I want to hear you say it, Bron, Bron. Me say it, Bron. I, I, me personally, say it with you know, your I'm chest, always, Bron, I'm gonna take Bron. myself. I'm gonna take myself <laughs> against anybody that's ever played this game. Um, you know, but everyone's gonna have their favorite. Everyone's gonna, you know, decide who they who, who their favorite is. But um, I know what I've brought to the table. I know what I bring to the table every single night, and, and what I can what I can do out on this floor. So. Um, you know, I always feel like I'm the best to ever play this game, but you know, there's so many other great ones and I'm happy to just be a part of their, uh, part of their journey. 
All right. So, look, I, I am one who likes to try and stay away from this debate on our shows as much as we can, because I feel like it is at times overdone. But if ever there was a morning to do it, this seems like the morning to do it. So let's have our own little barbershop conversation in here. D. Wood, goat conversation. Go. Yeah, for me, it's still MJ. I, I just I can't unsee what, what I saw like an MJ. I, you know, I grew up in time where I saw MJ's whole career. Mm hmm. He was just an assassin, like a stone cold assassin. And he was an assassin at the most important times as well. So, and that's to take nothing away from LeBron. Like, like Le anyone making an argument about LeBron ghost status, you won't get an argument out of me. I just know just watching MJ and his and the entirety of his career, I got to get the edge to MJ. Yeah, I mean, LeBron was an assassin too, but he also was a distributor. Like he's amongst the greats and all the important tools there are yeah. to be basketball, yeah. to play basketball. And then you put on top of it, because of Jordan, the game has gotten so much more talented. It's become so much more international. Like the, the talent in the league over LeBron's career, I think is undoubtedly higher than it was over Jordan's career. And LeBron has been the protagonist of the league since he was 18 years old. So like for me, I think you put all that together and we're not going to count championships necessarily because that obviously goes to Russell or, or, or back to Jordan. But I think for me, what LeBron accomplished over the course of his career is it makes him the GOAT. Let me first say this. Thank you for inviting me to a barbershop. I haven't had someone else cut my hair in like 12 years. So I appreciate being here. That's, that, that's, that's great. I, I, listen, I'm going to say MJ here. Part of it is my age. I, I grew up in Boston. Like I grew up a Larry Bird fan. Like I would go watch Bulls games. I wanted to see Michael Jordan because it looked different than how everyone else was doing it. Like that's how I felt about watching Michael Jordan play, certainly in the biggest games. Like, listen, even even kids from Boston that liked Larry Bird wanted to be like Mike. Yeah. Like, I think there's part of it for me with that, that almost like Damian saying, like, I can't unsee what I saw. Like, I remember what that was like as a young kid. How about you, Wendy? Where, where, when people have this conversation, what do you tend to say? From 1991 to 1998, Michael Jordan dominated the game of basketball like no other athlete ever dominated anything that we've ever seen. And I don't think anybody's touching that. And so if that is your standard, if you choose that that is your standard, and he obviously had a longer career and was great before that, but if you choose that as your standard, I don't think anybody's going to surpass that. And if that's your choice and you say 6-0 in the finals, I'm not going to argue with you. LeBron presents 20 years. 20 of being a dominant player from front to back. And people use the fact that he's lost six finals against him. It's actually one of his greatest factors because he so many times was defeated and crawled back and carried a team back. That Just the act of taking a team to the finals nine out of ten years like he did is incredible. So this is what I'll say. Never saw a player dominate more than Michael Jordan. Totally fine with you saying that he's the GOAT. But nobody, nobody has ever been this great for this long. That's exactly right. That, that's, that's completely fair, and it's a good way to frame the conversation. I, I also would throw in that LeBron is the first immortal of the social media generation, of the social media time and era in which every, literally everything that everyone does is picked apart so much more than it ever had been before. Uh, and, and the other thing I would say is if anyone is critical of LeBron choosing himself, let's just be very clear. 
on this morning, if you ask Michael Jordan who the greatest basketball player of all time is, I guarantee you, right now, on the first tee at the Grove 23 in Florida, right now, LeBron, Michael Jordan is saying, yeah, that was good last night, but I'm still the greatest of all time, and there's no further discussion necessary. I see Jay Will making his way in the studio. Oh, we've got tons of perspective all morning long. Jay will be here. Jalen will be here as we continue. Well, what was going on with AD last night? Uh, both during the game and at the moment that the record was broken, there's so many things to discuss and we're the right place to do it this is get up on espn espn tournament challenge is here and guess what i'm doing my bracket right now making picks predicting upsets winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind hey you never know and if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. I write that man in the arena on my shoe every single night from Theodore Roosevelt. And um, tonight I actually felt like I was sitting on top of the arena. The crowd wants it. And when that shot went in, and the roar from the crowd. The NBA's all-time scoring team. I'm not sure if I would be able to feel that feeling again. Everything just stopped. Seeing my family, seeing the fans, seeing my friends. I probably can count on my hands how many times I've cried in 20 years. It was I can't believe what's going on. Tears. Historic night, incredible morning, and we're delighted that you've chosen to get up with us today on this, the morning after LeBron James breaks one of the most special and unique records in all of sports history. He is now the NBA's all-time scoring leader, and we have so many folks in here to talk about it this morning. And Jay Will has joined us, come across the hall from uh, KJM on ESPN Radio. So we've not heard from you yet. Mm -hmm. Just in the moment that that shot went in and, and what we all knew was coming actually happened, how do you describe the first thought that went through your mind? The first thought that went through my mind, it's not going to help you put it in context. <laughs> I mean, the first thought that went through my mind is like, damn, I want to see them win this game. I knew it. Oh, really? I knew I, it. I mean, I, knew it. I mean, when we go back to LeBron James getting the foul call in Boston, right? 
And everybody's like, oh, LeBron being so dramatic. I'm like, do you guys know that That's there's right. like a two, three game difference between third and 12th place okay. in the Western Conference? Like, so for me last night, like my first thought before I can put it into historical context is, yo, they need all these games won, but he scored 38 and they still lost yes. with AD having 13 points. And in, in an unrelated story, the Thunder won the game last night. That's the biggest stories. Let me rephrase my okay. question to you. I blame yes. myself. How do you put into context what LeBron James did last night, surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time uh, scoring list? I mean, uh, everybody's going to talk about LeBron James history and the greatness of it. And it deserves all that conversation. To me, I'm sitting there thinking, man, like this just continues to prove that the Lakers are sitting at the top of the throne as it relates to the most relevant franchise in NBA history. Like now all the conversations are who's the greatest of all time? Who's the greatest scorer of all time? Is it Kobe? Is it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Is it Wilt Chamberlain? Is it Elgin Baylor? Is it LeBron? All Lakers, yeah, right? All Lakers history. So, like, for me, this team is 13th in the West. They're on their way to potentially playing in the playing game or maybe not participating in the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs last year. The year before that, they got beat 4-2 by the Phoenix Suns. And then from 2000, what, like 8-13, to 13, they didn't make the playoffs. Right. But yet we're talking about the Lakers every single day because this man at 38 years old is averaging 30-plus points per game, and he's single-handedly keeping them relevant. I, and Monica, the thing that's interesting, and Wendy has made the point all morning long about his, uh, his longevity, the yep. longevity of his greatness. When you, If you were to sit down and make a list of the things that made LeBron James a great player, I feel like score would come like third or fourth or something like that uh, on the list of his greatness. That wouldn't be the first thing I'd think of when I, when I start naming the things about LeBron that make him an all-time great, and yet he is now the all-time leading scorer in the history of the game. That, that's the way I look at it. Uh, I'm, I'm... He's fourth in assists. I got Monica, he, no, he's no, no, fourth I got you. in assists. I think I, I agree, but if we really look at it fundamentally, everything else he's been able to do has been set up by his ability to score. Everybody mm. in basketball will say the most dangerous thing in the game is LeBron James coming at you with a full steam, a full head of steam. I think last night Van Gundy may have compared him to um, Giannis as the only other guy that creates that kind of fear in terms of defense. And so then he has the opportunity to decide what he's going to do, whether he wants to be an assist leader or whether he wants to score. But everything to me is predicated surely by his power, his presence, and his ability to put the ball in the back. Well, I saw the look on your face when I was saying that. I thought I was saying something fairly obvious. He is, for his size, he's the greatest distributor. I, I said he was put on this earth to be the greatest point guard of all time, and I still believe he is that. Much more magic than Michael, but with the ability to score like Michael. Jay, why did you look at me so funny when I said this? Because <laughs> I think he's the greatest scorer of all time. Yeah, he's, 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 he's the greatest scorer of all time. I do like, see, I I don't like I look at I look at guys like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, Kevin, Kate, Durant. Kevin Durant, like this skill set is off the off the charts. Like right. nobody's stopping it, right? But I also look at a guy like Shaq. Like, would you have Shaq in the conversation for greatest scorer of all time? I mean, most because of his dominance, right? Thing, sure. So if you're able to combine the physical dominance yeah. with a, a pseudo version of the skill set of Kobe, right, to a degree, it's not at the same level as Kobe, Michael Jordan, and KD, but it, it's damn near it's up there, right? Like the combination of both to me is the greatest gift the game of basketball has ever seen. That's you can't deny that. I, you know, I thought I was saying something fairly evident. And, and, and look, I, I'm here to learn as much as I am anything else. That's fascinating. Wendy, jump in on this here for a minute. One of the conversations I feel like we've had about LeBron, his willingness as a passer, his willingness to let someone else take the big shot at the end of the game, for which, over the ridiculous criticism that we've heard of that in the past, I've always defended him completely. What do you think of this conversation? Wendy, go. If you look at LeBron James, the man was built – to score the basketball. Yeah. He is six foot nine. 
He is 265 to 280 pounds. He doesn't like that out there, but he plays as the, one of the heaviest guys in the league. He is ambidextrous. This is one thing that people don't appreciate. He can equally control both hands. He is plays basketball right-handed and writes left-handed. So his ability to use his touch is incredible. He has a wonderful blend of strength and finesse. He can score by going through you. He can score by creating space. He's brilliant at creating space. The first basket he made in his career 20 years ago was him fading away creating space. The basket that broke the record, him fading away, that's a finesse shot. That's a Jordan shot. And he's able to do all of that. So, Greedy, the answer is he can do it all. He yeah. has the ability to you know, have great vision. He has incredible memory. So he's able to remember defenses and read defenses out, think defenses, including just out-brute them. It is the absolute total package, and he has focused on maximizing it. And, by the way, he's got ankles that are this big and shoulders that are this big. So he's able to get past injuries. All of that is part of the package. Okay, fair enough. I, I, the, the, fact that you're, the fact that you've been having this debate is interesting to me. As like an outsider of basketball looking at this, if you think of any of the all-time greats, we pick one thing for them. Yeah. The idea that we can have a, a, a debate about LeBron versus LeBron yeah. and like uh, it's just right. astonishing. And I would go to like his basketball IQ is yeah. the thing. Like I've right. learned more about basketball by just watching him than I have like anything else. So like it's just incredible. You just made my point way better than I did. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. And obviously I didn't say it teammates, I maybe. Yeah. Maybe I should have said there's so much more than just the scoring when it comes to LeBron's all-time greatness and he is the all-time leading scorer. Okay, I, I have to get a take from you on the other thing that happened last night because a lot of people are paying attention to this on social media. This is the moment that the record is broken. Everyone but one person, like 20,000 people minus one, standing in the arena. The ball just went in. Anthony Davis still still sitting there. Here he was after the game. Definitely well deserved. Um, you know, he put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this game. Um, so I'm just honored Honored to be able to, you know, witness it live. Um, I don't think it was emotional for us. Uh, you know, we tried our best to go out and just play the game of basketball. Um, obviously, when it happened, um, a lot of emotions, you know, for Bron, for our organization, for our team, for the fans, um, for the world, you know. So uh, I think the emotions kind of, you know, kicked in then where, you know, it happened. Everybody was just very celebratory of the, of the situation. He had 13 points last night and eight rebounds. Go ahead. So I'm going to debunk all this stupid stuff I see on the Internet about (laughs) Anthony Davis because everybody has it wrong. Go. Everybody's wrong. Go. That's why you're here. I would be pissed off, too, if I were 13th in the West and I wasn't playing well and we're losing the game. Like, people forget that, yeah, this happens, and I know that we stopped the game at the end of the third quarter. LeBron puts his arms up, and everybody comes around, everybody's happy. But they're losing the game. And at the end of the day – Everybody kills Anthony Davis because like, they want to see him be a competitor. They want to see him win games. He's not playing well. They're down to Oklahoma City, and they're fighting to be in a playing position. Don't say Oklahoma City He's like st- that. Well, I'm just saying. Don't say like, and, and Shea Gilders Alexander, exactly. I give them a lot of love. They're doing their thing. But, uh-huh. like, this is, 
You want him to be angry. I'm sorry. He didn't play well. I want to see AD come out and try to torch somebody. I, I'm okay with him not being in a celebratory mood. I, I appreciate all that. But stand your ass up and watch the man hit the shot. Like, there, there's, there's lots of things, like, I didn't, lots of things I don't like doing, but I do them because of the thing to do at the time. Like, he's, because, he's created more of a conversation by doing that when he knew the cameras, somebody's going to see it. Like, he knows what's going to happen in the situation. He's not new to this. Yeah, I, I agree with both of y'all. And the video stops, and I believe AD gets up and goes yes. to stand. But I will okay. also say that this has loomed over them large uh, all season long. Like, yeah, I played with this dude. He's going to break the record. All right, let's go. Let's it. see if we can get on track in terms of trying to win. I do think he stands up, though. That's an interesting cut in the <laughs> video. Cut, cut right there. <laughs> D-Wood, what? I'm, I'm trying to read your face, D-Wood. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Lakers guy. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm like me. I don't care, like, yeah, you might be in your feelings because you're losing. But man, get your ass up! He gives LeBron a doubt like they okay. like, and who knows like what they come on man these yeah, he said all the right things though. after the game yeah, like it's a, this, this is just a bad look Nick, that's all two okay Nick is Steve I take your word for it it's just a bad look talk to each other all the time and we covering this team throughout the course of the season if you talk to anybody pregame and Darvin Ham has said it LeBron knows it's going to happen but LeBron is focused on winning so if in this moment AD is adapting that in terms of the big picture I'm with it okay I trust you guys I think I say you're right. Uh, I mean, you get your ass up. But yeah, but just, just, get, just get up. You he know what happens. I mean, you think, hold on, Jay. I asked you something. You talk about, you know, he's pissed that we, you know, we they they not winning and they lost whatever. Well, how much of an impact did he have last night? Well, yeah, he that's also the first was thing playing. I out. Yeah, he also first was not playing well. The, the time to be upset about that was in the fourth quarter after the record has been broken. He shot six for nine. By the way, uh, Russell I, Westbrook still got up 19 shots last night. I'm going to get my shots up. Somebody had to get shots up. He had 27. Wendy, the Anthony Davis thing, much ado about nothing or not? What? There was a sort of an awkward energy between LeBron and his teammates last night. I think part of it was sort of a unique situation. They didn't know what to do. The record was all about his family. In the locker room after the game, LeBron is there with his sons, um, you know, for me, watching Bron- remembering when Bronny was two and three years old in the Cavs locker room, going around and picking up ice out of ice buckets and throwing it and having LeBron yell across the room, Bronny! You know, <laughs> and then yesterday he's celebrating with him as an 18-year-old. That's amazing. And LeBron's having this moment. He's posing with the photo, the Chamberlain photo with the, with, the, with the number on the thing. I mean, he is just having this emotional moment. And the rest of the Lakers locker room is D-E-A-D, dead, because of the, the devastation of the, of, the, of the loss. I mean, after the game, they bring it in and they're like, you know, hey, tough one tonight. You know, family on three. And, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's awkward. So, but as far as Anthony Davis goes, two minutes before that, he made an absolutely brilliant play where he saves the ball, like makes an incredible play, falls into the Laker bench, and it leads to a, a, a transition basket for LeBron the other way. Um, I'm not going to focus too much on that. I will just say his teammates, I did feel they were in an awkward position. And this game, the, the, the Thunder were one game ahead of the Lakers, actually a half game of the Lakers ahead of the Lakers in the standings. It was an important game. And the Thunder, even it without missing a couple of their, their, their key players, were so far and away the better team. That if you take a step back, it was disheartening as a Laker fan to watch the difference between those two teams. And I think that may have affected his teammates a little bit. Jay, I'm going to lose you in a minute. So a final word from you. Uh, when you celebrate losing, like that has a losing culture. And I get that that was a LeBron James special moment and deserves to be praised. But people also have to understand, like, 
LeBron is only doing this to try to get to the playoffs and win a championship, and everybody else is on the same page. It's just not translating on the court, and they have every right to be pissed off about last night. KJM Coast to Coast every weekday morning on ESPN Radio, the best. Jay, thank you. A, a pleasure, as always. Uh, the rest of the crew continues here. Jalen is on the way. And by the way, we got, we got NBA coming up Wednesday. Our doubleheader starts in Boston. Uh, we got the Celtics and Sixers. Great matchup there. And then we go out west. The Mavs, uh, the new-look Mavs, of course, taking on Kawhi and Paul George and the Clippers. Coverage will tip with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, our dark days ahead in Green Bay. We'll get away from this for just a moment. You have to hear the darkness that Aaron Rodgers is about to enter. We'll try and figure out what that means as we roll on. It's a big day. Get up on ESPN. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. NBA basically said, carry this league into the next era. Do you even want that responsibility? If they want me to carry the torch to the league, I have no problem with doing that. I want people to say that LeBron James did it his way. The third leading scorer, number two, all time in scoring. And now he's the legend. The crowd wants it. James Faye, jumper, goal! LeBron James is the NBA's new all-time scoring king. As much as I tried to live in the moment, it was kind of a blur. I've been able to do some incredible things in this league, and hopefully I can do some more incredible things before I'm done. Night for history for LeBron James. Meanwhile on Planet Earth is brought to you by 365 by Whole Foods Market. And for that, we take you back nearly 20 years. That was LeBron James' first NBA basket. He scored it uh, against the Sacramento Kings. That was the first bucket LeBron James made all these years later, nearly 20 years and 14,000 made baskets later. LeBron James surpassing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and breaking a record that many thought would never fall. He is now the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. So where is he going to take it? Well, at the pace that he's going right now, it looks like he'll get to 39,000 this year. He should break through 40,000 next year. If he does play two more seasons after that, he could potentially take it all the way to up over 43,000 points. As a quick aside, the fact that at the age of 38, he is playing at an MVP level right now. He's not going to win the MVP because his team is not so good, but he's playing literally at that level. And just to finish the conversation we were having a moment ago, and to be completely fair to all of his teammates, if you're playing in an NFL game and your team loses – but your quarterback sets a record for most touchdown passes in a career. 
it is going to be a little awkward figuring out how to feel and how to talk about that game after, yes? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, you talk about football is like the ultimate team sport, and you go out there and, you, you know, you lose a game, but you're, you're obviously you're happy for your teammate. You know, but that's a per, that's a per, that's an individual stat. Right. You know, your guy individually, you know, accomplishes some great feat, but ultimately, you feel like what well, really doesn't involve me. Like we lost the game as a team. So absolutely, I would feel awkward in a, in a locker room. And football games are different than basketball games, but I guess since they're in the hunt, these games feel more consequential. But normally, there's 82 basketball games, so I don't always feel like losing a basketball game. When something so historic happens and you also happen to lose the game, normally I would say, eh, well, this was a like a once-in-a-lifetime moment. It overshadows a game like this. But I guess since they are in the playoff race, this matters a lot. I, I still find it hard to imagine that anybody could walk out of that arena last night and feel like, like, down. It's like you just witnessed history. Saying that, but, like, you could be a guy who has a bad game himself, yeah. right? So, say, like, hey, Drew Brees, you know, breaks some passing record and you're a receiver and you got shut out. You're not like, oh, man, I'm so glad I was a part of that. <laughs> yeah, right. This was great. Like, yeah. you know that that's yeah, not no, how I, it works. I, I think I might have been in – I might be in media too long where I, I'm, I'm, like – sucked into the story more than understanding what it feels like to be out there. Because you're right. And if I gave up a touchdown. Listen, win or loss, but like <laughs> also will, like personal yeah, performance. It feels, it feels terrible. All right. So we, we will be with LeBron and that story and this record basically all morning long. There is one other thing from yesterday that I wanted you to see and to hear. Speaking of records, Aaron Rodgers has continued to be a broken record this offseason with the different conversations that we have had with him. Here he was talking about his uncertain future with Pat McAfee yesterday. Just listen to this. Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future, so I'm, I'm uh... Is that real? Are we really contemplating playing football again still? Is that like a heavy, heavy thought? Yeah? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's a real thing, 100%. And that's why I think it's going to be important to get through this week and then to take my, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things my future and then, uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is it's best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave? It's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. Um, and unless you should be wondering uh, what that is like, obviously, I mean, four nights of complete darkness and that's this. This is a, <laughs> like a little bit of a taste of what that would feel like uh, for us, uh, except for all of the light that still exists in the room and the backdrop behind us. <laughs> so it's kind of like this, only completely different. And I will just say, because that's my quarterback, that it's an ingenious idea and obviously the only way to prepare yourself for the rigors of an upcoming season. What all kidding aside, what what are we supposed I mean, to say? Aaron Rodgers has gotten in the last couple off-seasons, he's gotten into some unusual things, but it doesn't mean it doesn't work if it works for him. Like, I think you could look through all the other things that people find to give their life meaning and purpose and find ha- happiness and comfort, and many of those things are just as weird. We've just gotten used to them. So Aaron, whatever, he's not hurting anybody. He's taking, If he wants to find darkness, I'm sure he's paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for this. He could pay me $100,000, and I could get my eye mask, and we could do this whole thing. <laughs> I've worked at ESPN now for 27 years. We have never had the sentence on our screen, Aaron Rodgers, to consider future during darkness. <laughs> that is a, That's a great a fascinating update. <laughs> uh, 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 what? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, there's part of it for me where, like, I think I you know we're reacting to the darkness retreat and all that stuff. But, like, we're just talking about LeBron and be like, oh, my God, can you believe he's played basketball for 20 years? Like, what, what an amazing guy. He's played basketball 20 years. Aaron Rodgers played 18 years in the NFL. True, yeah. This is the National Football League. 
it's a grind, physically, like all of it. And so, you know, now we're like, oh, can you believe this guy wants to figure out if he wants to do it again? Like, I kind of feel like we talked out of both sides of our mouth with that a little bit. Like, to play another year, like, I, I mean this, like, and I think Nick would agree with me on this. Damien, how long do you play? Well, okay. If you would have walked away at 10 years, I don't think anyone would have been like, can you believe Damien's walking away right now? Be like, man, that guy's got his hand in the ground. He's banging with people every single week. Like, it's hard. So, I, like, to me, I actually think, like, I, I, I think more people should really figure out if they want to keep doing it. D. Wood, let me ask you a question. You got that palatial estate of yours there in New Jersey we see all the time. Have you got a room we could make super dark? I mean, let's just invite Aaron. We'll come, turn off all the lights, no windows, no blackout shades, whatever we need. Aaron, we got a dark room for you here in New York. I got plenty. I was going. To, I was just going to say, Granny, this is my thing there. I'm going to speak right into the camera. Where, wherever you're going for this dark room, I will literally come pick you up and take you to um, – Florham Park. Yeah. I would literally, that's what I would do. Dark. Like if you need if you need two weeks of darkness, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. But I'll be the first person you see come to light yeah. and I'll bring you over to Florham Park. How about that? I'll say this. There, there is no darker room in the world than with the Jets quarterback room last year. I mean, <laughs> oh, let's, let's, let's get ourselves. Can we get can we there was no light. <laughs> there was there was take that room from the darkness into the light, Aaron, <laughs> If you can. We need it. We need it so badly. I, whatever darkness it is you're looking for. Hello, uh, darkness, my old friend. We will get you. All right, we'll get it together, Aaron. Anyway, we'll go back to the King as we continue in a minute. LeBron James setting the all-time scoring record. What did it seem like? What did it feel like in the building? We'll take you there. What does it mean? Jalen will join us in our next hour. What a day. It's Get Up on ESPN.